I saw an interesting stat. Uh, it's actually a third down stat that got me thinking. Can the was Washington State strength on defense stop USC in offense? We're going to talk about that next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, remember, we are free. And so much, I want to thank you for coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're watching on YouTube, see that red subscribe. Go ahead and click it. Hit the like button. If you don't like something, let me know. And you can always follow me on my Twitter, at Mark Culkin. All right, so last week against ASU, uh, the Trojan offense, they converted on 89% of their third down convert attempts. That's a pretty good number. 89%, that'll get it done, right? That's what we like to say around the show, that'll get it done. Um, that mark was, by the way, the best stat uh, in the Pac-12 going back to 1996. Now, Conversely, uh, the Cougars' third down defense has only allowed 23 first down conversions out of 72 attempts. Um, and that places them third nationally. That'll get it done, right? So I'm not sure how we should take that stat and, and hold it close to the vest, you know, or, or should it scare USC fans? Will it pose a threat to the offense? Let me put that number into context for you right now. Uh, it's a great number. Statistically, it tells a story, right? Well, USC is fifth in the nation in that same uh, stat category. You know who they're behind? Clay Helton, Georgia Southern. They're number four. And right behind USC at number six is UCLA. So uh, what does that mean? Um <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a good stat to look at. USC has been very successful on their third down attempts, converting into first down, whereas the uh, the Cougs have been able to get off the field. So uh, what what happens? You know, which side caves in first? Um, you know, I, I, we went over the stat the other day on on the on the show. You know, I, I think this game is going to be be decided with in two categories. In the third quarter, uh, USC, their defense, they make the adjustment at halftime, and they have been outscoring their opponents 55-7 to in the third quarter. And uh, we've already talked about as well how uh, Washington State likes to turn the ball over. USC doesn't. So when you start, you know, comparing all these things, you start asking yourself, is this a game where USC can, you know, possibly, if, if they play USC football, whatever that is right now, um, it sounds like even as well as Washington State matches up, USC can really, you know, maybe even blow these guys out. Because, again, um, USC doesn't turn the ball over. Washington State does. And uh, 
for as dynamic as Cam Ward is as their quarterback, uh, I don't think they have a an offensive coordinator. Um, they have a very dynamic one, but I don't think he is uh, Lincoln Riley caliber. So the Cougars head coach, Jake Dickert, was asked about Lincoln Riley, and he said, quote, he's probably one of the best play designers in the country. I think he's like a formational wizard. Each week, he schemes up just unique, different things to challenge you, end quote. Um, look, coaches always fluff up their, their peers and, and talk uh, in glowing terms about them. And I don't think there was any hyperbole there. Lincoln Riley is known as an offensive guru. Uh, he was able to, he's able to make a huge difference in the short amount of time he's been at USC. Granted, there was an influx of uh, talent, including one Caleb Williams. Nevertheless, you can see the difference uh, in play calling, in scheming compared to uh, recent years past. Just leave it there. So I guess, you know, the thing is, uh, can things go wonky all of a sudden for USC in one week? Can Jake Dickert and his coaching staff just come up with an X's and O's scheme on both sides of the ball, both sides of the ball, um, to just kind of like make USC implode all over themselves and leave the Coliseum with a victory? It doesn't happen very often, and uh, I don't know if it'll happen this weekend. You know, there's a lot of similarities, you know, I should say similarities, but there's some familiarity. Uh, Many of the guys on USC's coaching staff, you know, coached with uh, Alex Grinch up there on the Palouse. So they're aware of the dynamics between USC and Washington State. Uh, Rarely do, uh, do the Cougars come away with a win when they play the Trojans. It's a very rare occasion. It did happen in LA didn't, uh, when Sark was the head coach of the Trojans. Yeah, some of you will remember that um, game that, for whatever reason, USC's offense just did not exist on that day. And, you know, can Wazoo create that same type of environment on defense? I think Lincoln Riley is a better um, offensive mind than Steve Sarkeesian. And Steve Sarkeesian is known as a quarterback guru offensive genius as well. Things aren't working out that well uh, that way right now for them down in Austin, Texas, but they can turn things around. You never know. Uh, I mentioned on the show the other night or the other day uh, that many of these guys on the offense from USC's offensive line room are going to be going up against an old coach. Today, Andrew Voorhees talked about uh, his relationship with Clay McGuire. And uh, he said, you know, he really loves the guy a lot. He learned a lot from him, uh, but they can be friends after the game. You know, they're going to have to get after it. And uh, I think that's part of the message that that's been conveyed in the locker room. Uh, Josh Henson probably recognizes that um, Clay McGuire had a very positive effect on the program while he was here. And he's got to get his guys they are his guys now, to forget Clay McGuire and just have the, the, the mindset, the tenacity that they got to go kick the Washington State defensive linemen, that group. They got to go 
that's who they're going up against. Dope defense, not Clay McGuire's group. So I think that's why they have that mindset of, you know, we're going to go kick some butt. As I mentioned uh, yesterday's episode, uh, one of the offensive linemen stipulated that uh, they're going to kick their ass. So it sounds like they're all on the same page. Uh, Alex Grinch, um, you know, he was asked about uh, the some of the uh, the alignments that his defensive has faith has faced so far this season, and he says it's uh, the way he described it was you know he was talking about cones and gaps and you know you have to be able to play through the gap. Uh, he talked about how you know the guys when they engage with the with when they're being blocked they they turn into like human magnets they can't disengage. Um, how they have to you know, watch for the eye candy. In other words, don't get, don't let your eyes get lost when you're watching motion go by all the time. Remember your assignment. And again, a lot of times motion is that. It's just eye candy. It's just a distraction. Remember what you're supposed to do. Trust what you're being shown to do. That was the message from Alex Grinch. After practice uh, on Wednesday, uh, he was also asked to, uh, to give a grade uh, we're almost at the halfway point. Uh, he preferred not to give a grade. He would just rather give credit to uh, the things that he's seen, that he enjoyed. Um, so, in other words, he, he mentioned uh, he, he he loves how the team has been battling so far. That's what he'll give, one of the things he'll give them credit for. He was also asked about going up against a dual threat quarterback um, and how how those guys can make a bad play look good. Uh, he said those quarterbacks can make you pay for having good coverage and doing all the things the right way. Uh, but, you know, again, Caleb Williams is on USC sideline and he's helping them prepare uh, for Cameron Ward. And then, you know, I'll just one more last thing I'll bring up on this subject. Um, after practice, Andrew Voorhees, he very clear, concise. Uh, he simply put it, we see, and he didn't use Cam Ward's name, but he said, you know, we see it all day, every day. And he was referring to Caleb Williams. So, yes, Cam Ward will pose some problems if USC's defense cannot remain disciplined and, you know, stay in their gaps, follow the cones, uh, disengage and not be blocking magnets with the Washington State offensive linemen, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, yada, yada, yada. Um, they, there's still a lot of upside for this USC defense to improve, and I think Alex Grinch knows that. And speaking of upside, I think uh, everybody is cringing at the gas pump right now, especially if you live in California or along the West Coast. Uh, you know, everyone's getting that eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation, it's hitting us where it hurts and where it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. So this thing really is easy to use. I've tried it. Um, go to the gas station. When you download the app, you'll see all the different deals. Go to the gas station, pump your gas, pay with your ATM or credit card, take a picture of the of your receipt, upload it, and you will get your um, you'll get some money back. 
And it's pretty cool. And it's very, 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 very easy to use. To get started, download the free Upside app and you can use my promo code LOCKED and you're going to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn up to three times more cash back with Upside. Who doesn't want more, right? Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. All right. I'm going to tell you about what I saw at Wednesday's practice. So I'm going to be looking here on my notepad. Um, as I've mentioned multiple times, we, the, the media has a very limited access to practice. So I do what I call my notes and observations report. And it's basically, I'm just kind of hanging out outside for the team leaves for practice. I got my notepad. I got my iPhone. I got this killer on three hat. I'll, I'm going to bring that up now only because one of the players says, I really dig that hat. So I wanted to make a trade. I'd rather have his helmet. You get the point. It's nice when the team acknowledges you. Um, and that, that's one of the things that happens when you're a regular at practice. So um, one of the first things that I kind of observe when I get there is, um, Who's out there? Who's first? You know, uh, is it going to be a big pool of the press? Uh, today, pretty light day with the media. It was warm um, at 320. I think it was like 81 degrees. And you, you always hear some music playing in the background of the loudspeakers over there on Howard Jones Field. Today, it was a back-to-back by Drake. That's uh, That was the music that greeted us, or at least greeted me when I showed up for practice. I'm going to stay on this tangent here for just a moment. Uh, this weekend for the game is Trojan Family Weekend, and campus is being set up for uh, all the families that are going to be visiting. And so when you come to the game and you're hanging out on campus, uh, it's going to look like a carnival festival type of atmosphere. Uh, Thursday, 8 p.m., I, I don't know why they're playing, but it's a free concert in the middle of McCarthy Square. 8 p.m., Flock of Seagulls. So if you're a fan of the 80s, like I am, that's when I, that was when I grew up, head on over to the campus. Oh, by the way, Thursday is also USC's 142nd birthday. So maybe USC is celebrating uh, being old with some oldies. I don't know. I just found it odd that the free concert was going to be Flock of Seagulls. It, it brought a chuckle to my face. And uh, I'm actually going to probably hang out. So there you go. <laughs> um, one last note on the music. When the, when we were finally let into practice, I, I'd call it a coincidence. Uh, it almost felt planned. But literally, the moment the press walked in, the song Beat It came on by Michael Jackson. 
and the whole vibe behind this, the narrative is Lincoln Riley doesn't really like the media practice. That's why we have limited access and why we see uh, very little of what we do get to see. So I, to me, it was just kind of humorous that, uh, hey, beat it came on <laughs> right when we were showing up. And we actually did have a pretty short time watching practice today. Uh, it's like maybe 15 minutes tops. Anyways, um, more observations. Uh, Taylor Mays, he is his designation on the team is a student assistant. He's kind of like a liaison between uh, the coaches and the players. He still looks like he could put on the uh, put on the pads and and knock some people around. I like to refer to him as the uh, student assassin. He looks like it. And if you ever watch Taylor play the game, that is the perfect uh, nickname for Taylor Mays. Uh, what else did I see that I thought was kind of interesting? So, um, Keel, you know, Coach Keel McDonald is the running backs coach. Today, uh, he was coming to practice or walking up the tunnel from the McKay Center with uh, Mackay Blackman. And the two were kind of joking around, goofing with each other. And Mackay was telling him, you might want to leave your hat on, coach, so you don't get sunburned. If you're not familiar with uh, Keel McDonald, uh, he doesn't have a lot of hair up top. So um, what made that interesting, and I guess, you know, why was Mackay hanging out with Coach McDonald, who coaches the running backs and uh, special teams? Today... Uh, Makai Blackman was hanging out with Jordan Addison and uh, feeling some punts. So, oh, Michael Jackson was the third punt returner. So this is the first time that I saw Makai hanging out over there. Uh, usually it's Austin Jones, um, but today it was uh, it was Makai. So we'll see how that plays out uh, this weekend, if at all, if it does. Cody Kessler was a, uh, he was at, he was on campus. He was at practice for a little bit today. Former Trojan quarterback. Uh, let's see. What else? There was some sort of activity going on. And uh, Gavin Morris, he didn't literally save Miller Moss from getting hit by a car. Uh, but he made sure that Miller did not cross the street until it was safe. There was all some sort of activity going on where three... Uh, uh, DPS cruisers came speeding by, sirens and lights blaring, and, and so uh, Gavin kind of wrapped up Miller before he could uh, step off the curb. Good thing. We need Miller available uh, in case Caleb uh, goes down. Let's see. I went over the music. Do, do, do. You know, during the, uh, the, the, the punt return, one of the drills that I'm, observ that I'm observing so they use a jugs machine for the punts, and every now and then the punters will actually kick the ball or punt it to the returners. But they have the returners wrap a, a towel around their waist, and I'm going to kind of use my phone charger cord, and they have to keep their hands in tight to receive the ball when it's coming down. Uh, obviously, that's to work on their technique. So that's one of the things they get drilled on as well as making sure their feet are under them and their, their shoulders are square. And what's nice about this, I noticed that this is being videotaped 
uh, the whole time. So this is getting uh, reviewed in the film room uh, after practice, before practice, whenever. Uh, I, I know special teams has, ha has had their struggles, but I just want to emphasize they are working on the stuff at practice. And once they do feel the punt, uh, Coach Luke Heward will have this giant medicine ball, dodgeball that he will um, roll or throw at the, the returner. And obviously the returner's job is to evade getting hit by that ball. And the kick returners are with uh, Kyle McKeel McDonald. Uh, similar type of drills. Uh, they don't use the, uh, the, the towel around their torso, keeping their arms in tight to make sure uh, they're receiving the ball the correct way. Uh, but they are making sure that they, they are tracking the ball the correct way, getting both feet under them, setting themselves squared up to shoulders. Uh, again, they are working on technique. They're hopefully we'll, we will see improvement as the uh, the season goes along. Kick returners again, uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, let's see. Oh, excuse me. Oh, that was the punt return. Kick returners are Brendan Rice, Mario Williams, Rayleigh Brown, and Taj Washington. And again, those guys are being videotaped the whole time as well. Uh, hey, you know what? I don't know if he's officially been announced on staff, but I'm starting to get the impression that former Oklahoma Sooner safety, Washington Husky, uh, Bookie Radley Hiles is on USC's staff in some capacity. He's been there pretty much every practice. Today, I saw him kind of observing the special teams drill that I just was talking about. And it looked like he might have had a piece of paper in his hand, you know, keeping track of some stuff. So maybe we'll get that question answered soon. Um, I'll see if I can find out for us. It's not that high of a priority. Uh, let's see here. Roy Manning's Russian group. Pretty, uh, pretty minimal got. Pretty minimal uh, group to work with today. Three guys were over there. Um, everyone knows that Romello Height is out for the season. Uh, so today, uh, Roy Manning was working with Julian Simon, Solomon Bird, Corey Foreman. And I, I look, we know that they're getting creative with uh, borrowing some of the guys from the defensive line as well. On that note, uh, remember, Solomon Tuliapupu started out with the rush ends. Uh, today, Alex Grinch talked about him, and uh, he, he he talked about how Solon, Solo, uh, he's a guy that can take off in the second half for us, quote, um, we need him to go. And it's so ironic that how, how things turn out when you think about it, um, you know, when they moved Solo to, to defensive line, it, he really wasn't part of that equation. Uh, they were just trying to get through spring ball. He was just, a, he was a body. And because of, you know, depth wasn't the greatest. Now he's a part of that rotation. So I cannot think of a better player to illustrate what Lincoln Riley talked about uh, earlier um, this, this season. When you have guys who, you know, even start out on the scout team who just keep busting their hump, keep working. And that's why I'm calling this episode uh, the hump day report guys who just keep working good things will happen and if anybody deserves good things happening it's solo so um grinch you know he highlighted that today as well 
and again, it's just weird how things work out. Um, it's just, it's really good. Sometimes you wonder, are, are people looking out for people uh, because they deserve it? Are there, is there a higher power out there? Karma, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's good to see. And uh, it, it could end up being one of those feel good stories at the end of the year. We'll see. Um, not a lot to, you know, talk about as far as recruiting because there weren't any recruits there to, to, to spy on. And I wouldn't mention any names, even if there were, I'm not allowed to, uh, but director of recruiting, Annie Hansen was dressed for success today. She had on one of those really cool, uh, power suits. And, uh, so there weren't any recruits there. Who was she uh, dressed to impress? I did see her after practice with a nice warm hug and embrace with her husband, tight ends coach, Zach Hansen. So I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll see what's up with that. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go over some, some, a few odds and end stats here uh, before we close out the show. It's going to be a, like I said, hump day type of uh, episode, even though you're going to be watching this on a Thursday. Uh, interesting stat. Look this up. Read it somewhere. Defensive lineman Tyrone Tulaney. He is third on the team uh, in defense with two and a half sacks on the year and three and a half tackles for loss. And he's done that in three games of action. He came over through the transfer portal. Um, still kind of raw learning the game. He, he didn't, whatever they saw on the, on the limited film he had at Kansas state, uh, it impressed Alex Grinch. It impressed Sean Nua. It impressed the coaching staff. And he is now a, he's going to be a significant part of the rotation. Maybe it has something to do with his maturity. He is one of the older guys on the team. <laughs> I'm sure that plays a role. His rugby background. <clears throat> Nevertheless, it seems like this staff has an eye for talent and evaluated well. Um, oh, you want to know that how USC is back? Eyeballs watching the TV. So there was this, uh, I guess we'll call it a stat that was floating around social media. And remind, remember, USC, this was, USC kicked off against ASU at 7.30 p.m. this past Saturday night. So again, you want to know how USC is back? Look at the TV ratings over for Saturday night's game, and they were going up against uh, Washington. Well, Washington UCLA was earlier in the day, but uh, around the same time that night, Oregon played Stanford on FS1. USC hosted ASU on ESPN. ESPN uh, wasn't working on the Dish Network uh, last weekend. For I'm sure some of you are aware of that. Nevertheless, USC still drew 1.92 million viewers for a 7.30 p.m. kickoff, which means it's 10.30 p.m. on the East Coast. Um, USC is undefeated. They're ranked number six. People are starting to pay attention again. And this is a big game against Washington State. USC comes out of there 6-0. It's setting up a real barn burner next week up in Utah, Salt Lake City. Uh, both teams win this weekend. 
I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Fox is there for their big new kickoff show. Maybe ESPN brings the game day. Wouldn't that be something? Competing networks? Woohoo! Make it happen. I don't think that's ever happened. USC is always a first. Let's, let's make this one of those. Um, so just to put that number into perspective, again, 1.92 million people on ESPN, 7.30 p.m., and ESPN not working on the DISH satellite network. 1.92 million USC versus ASU. Oregon versus Stanford, conference play, nationally televised on FS1. As far as I know, it had no blackouts anywhere. They drew 672,000 eyeballs, viewers. Oregon, that's why you were on the, um, the wait and see list for the Big Ten and their invite. That's a perfect example right there. Let that sink in. Sorry. Okay. I'm have I'm done having my fun. So there you go. Uh, minimal practice report from Wednesday. We'll be back with another episode to close out the week. Because as you know, you get locked on USC five times a week. And when you're not watching this show, Head on over, check out the uh, Locked On Pac-12 with your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Remember, I was on there earlier this week, so you can go check that out. And again, when you're all done making Locked On USC your first listen every day, head on over to WeRSC.com. Check out a bunch of all that written content that myself and Eric McKinney and Scott Schrader, the recruiting guru, uh, that we throw out there for you daily. Um, we've got some basketball content going up there with Rich Rubin. Greg Katz has his In My Humble Opinion, as well as his Obvious Not So Obvious. And if you want to laugh your butt off and know what it feels like just to throw daggers at other fan bases, go check out Chris Arledge's Musings. And Kevin Bruce, former team captain, uh, defensively speaking, he will break it down for you like no one else can. We have a free one-week subscription for all that VIP content. But as always, you're going to make Locked On USC your first listen every day. Thank you so much. Until we see you again, you know what to do.